I forgot how he worded it, but he was basically saying something like, when a girl is born, it's not really for your house. It's like later for like someone else's uh, house. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? That's not true. I'm going to my house all the time. Yes. Hello, clowns. I'm Ami. I'm Yu Chen, and we're the hosts of Clown Bites Podcast. We're two best friends who are chronically online and get together weekly to laugh and discuss all the clown behavior we see on the internet. And there's so much. Truly so much. We're so glad to have you here to clown around with us, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, clowns. How is it going, everyone? Is everyone as exhausted as we are? Probably. I think everyone is so tired these days. And I don't know, like, if it's because it's summer and so hot. I feel like I can never catch my wind. I'm always tired. I know. But in the winter, I'm, like, tired of being cold. So, yeah, I don't know. There's no winning. Before we start today's episode, I want to ask you guys to email us, DM us, text us if you know us. Any notes app notes that you think are super funny and unhinged they could be like silly like your Kroger list but have like weird things on it it could be like a random apology or like random thoughts you had in the middle of the night anything that you think is funny send it to us we want to do an episode about it because your deepest darkest thoughts sometimes live in your notes app they do mine does for sure and I am scared for the episode but that's okay (laughs) Send us anything you're okay with us laughing about. We're laughing with you for sure, but we will be giggling about it. So if you dare, send us your notes. You can DM us on our personal Instagrams or at Clownbys Podcast. You can email us at clownbyespodcast at gmail.com. Try to reach us. You can Venmo us some money as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you want to contact us works for us and if you want to like block out some personal information because you don't want to share like names go for it but provide us as little or as much context as you want but this is going to be an episode about exposing ourselves through the notes app and Mm -hmm. it's going to be really fun yeah i'm scared but it'll be funny (laughs) okay on to like a fun topic for this week okay people are just i feel like with the internet i don't know if it's the heat i don't know if it's just how the internet has evolved but people are out here exposing themselves constantly yeah i mean we do this Agreed. on clown vibes all the time like we're all about exposing ourselves <laughs> <laughs> okay that's true <laughs> and i didn't think about it that way <laughs> but is that just like a trend now but Okay, there are different levels of exposing yourself. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like everyone has become too comfortable with the internet. I agree. There seems to be less of a filter lately. People are toning it down in their editing process less and less every day. It has gotten unwieldy. I want to start with, I'm sure you've seen it. You have seen it because we've talked about it. I don't know if our audience have seen it. I sent it to you. Did you? <laughs> I only... Yeah, because I went back and looked. <laughs> and I'm sure you got it on your For You page also because it was, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I knew I sent it to you or PP, so I, like, went into our messages so I could rewatch it for the episode. Okay, before I explain to the audience what I'm talking about, 
I do want to say it is really annoying that PP will send me something and then you will send me something. And I'm just like, I know it's because PP sent it to you. So why are we just individually sending each other the same shit? I know. I always think that like, if I got it from PP, should I send it to you? Like, I'm like, maybe PP already sent it to you. I'm like nine times out of 10. She has already (laughs) sent it to me. PP, can you confirm? Okay, fine. Yeah, text us and let us know so that I can stop spamming you. And every time you, like, just don't listen or, like, don't watch them, I'm, like, so personally offended. (laughs) Every time you don't reply to anything I send you, I'm just like, she's mad at me. (laughs) Okay, on to... Okay, anyways, tell us about the TikTok. On to this TikTok. Okay. So this girl is out here exposing herself by basically sharing the screenshots of her text between this guy that she hooked up with nine years ago and basically she's just like trying to re-enter the chat like hitting him up saying hey and he was like who is this and she's like oh it's so and so and he blocks her as he should as he should because that was nine years ago she in her original videos like wtf so she finds his venmo venmo's him like a cent and is like why'd you block me he unblocks her and is like what do you want And she's like, oh, just seeing how you are. And he's like, I think you're a weirdo. (laughs) Does he block her again? (laughs) I think so. Which is a fair statement. (laughs) Yes. The audacity or like the confidence actually to Venmo him asking if he blocked her is bold. No, I don't think it's confidence. I mean. It's next level. We're going to. It is confidence, is it not? Well, this is going to be related to our main topic today. I don't think it's confidence. I think it's sheer, like, you thinking too highly of yourself. It's her ego. Mm. Okay. Because I recently had this guy in my past reach out to me. I mean, I mentioned this to you. I had... I like had removed him from my Facebook because I'm just like I don't want to see this I don't even know why you're on my Facebook I had removed him on my Facebook literally the next day he texts me and I know he texts me because I don't have his number saved on my phone and he's like hey how's it going and I'm just immediately like I know it's this guy because he tried to reach out again like six months ago too and I'm just like it has been a really really long time Yeah, And how did you know? Literally, you texted me literally the day, the day that I had removed you from Facebook. And some people just like, for some reason, don't, they don't get it. It's like, yeah, how many times do I have to block you? You felt the vibration how many, of the yes. unfriend. <laughs> you sense it. Yeah. I think like you have to block the number. Well, you already blocked the number, but I don't know that there's anything else you can really do. Well, I didn't block he the number. He clearly didn't get it. I just like, oh, every didn't? time I see it, I just delete it, but I don't have his number mm-hmm. saved. So I can't, I don't know which number to block. Ooh. I have to re- actually remember to block it next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he sends you the text, you have to just block that number yes. and then delete it. And, you know, there are certain types of people that you just know you'll hear from again. There are certain types of people that yeah. you know you will never hear from again because they know how to move on. And then there are other types of people, and maybe we should do an episode on this, but like he is one who I just know yeah. will be back into, I don't know, my energy circle in the future. At some point, yeah. 
Okay, a more fun topic. Is this fun? I don't know. But another really wild exposing yourself this week. So like this month, the one person that's like pretty popular on TikTok is this girl who had a baby with quote unquote, some man, random man from Atlanta. And that's what she calls him. She never says his name, never says personal details. But basically, like when she was 21, they got pregnant. He's much older than her. She was supporting him. And then he bounced. And so she just talks about him like kind of as a joke. She made merch because her videos went viral. And then this week, he posts a video himself saying, I'm the man and like trying to excuse stuff, whatever. I didn't watch his video because I don't want to give him the listen and nor do I care that much. But then his, turns out he has seven babies. With different baby mamas? With different people. Oh my God. Yes. And some of those people started coming out of the woodwork and it's like, what? Why are any of you saying that you're involved in this? And also, like, what's your claim to fame? This, like, random baby daddy? Exactly. Who is trying to latch on to the fame of someone else? Of course, it's another man trying to claim a woman's work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was celebrating her, like, 600,000th TikTok follower. And meanwhile, he was like, yeah, I'm the random man from Atlanta. It's like, no one likes that person. So that's not even fun for you to, like, what are you doing? You're not like a cool guy in her videos. It was weird. All right. Should we get into our main topic of today? Yeah. I think it's related. It's related to people exposing themselves. It is. Because today's topic is all about egos and how different factors of like modern society has really fed and played into our egos. Okay. The way that I think about an ego is like everyone has it. And everyone should have, like, some form of ego. An ego is basically how you view yourself, like, how you look inwards. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the way that it becomes really toxic, and in order to, like, prep for this video, I actually listened to this episode by Jay Shetty comparing, like, egos to having self-esteem or self-confidence. But he's like, Mm -hmm. an ego is when you use like outward you look outwardly to compare yourself to whereas self-confidence and self-esteem is when you're only comparing yourself internally Mm. okay that's like a more like uh that's like an easier way to think about it yeah but he views it he views it as like basically two shoulder angels like one is like constantly tempting you to like feed into your ego and like always compare yourself to others in a way that like brings others down whereas the other one it's Mm -hmm. like really more about self-improvement and how you can better your own inward outlook on yourself to feel more confident about yourself Mm -hmm. and like when you date someone you know when you're like or talking to a guy or even talking to like anyone in general can't you just automatically get a sense of if a person is self-confident or if they have an ego. Like, isn't it really evident? Mm-hmm. I think in person it's evident, but in texting it's, like, maybe not. Really? How so? I think, like, demeanor plays, like, a pretty big role in if, like, how they're saying things, right? And in the text you can't necessarily 
read that as well. I mean, you could. Like, if they were really egotistical, you could tell in your in their texts. But if it was, like, maybe, then you would need, like, in-person interaction, I think. Do you disagree? No, I think that's the case. Okay, I made this note while I was listening to the podcast. Okay, an ego demands respect. They feel like they deserve it. And I've mm-hmm. seen situations where people think they deserve a certain outcome from others. And we'll, we'll kind of get into like specific yeah. scenarios. But then the difference is that people who have self-esteem, self-confidence commands it. Like they don't feel like they have to act it, but like they don't feel like they have to ask for it. But mm-hmm. the way that they treat others and the way that they hold a certain level of respect – for themselves and for others naturally leads to others giving them that same level of respect back. Yeah, interesting. Do you think like it's always bad? Like going back kind of to the devil angel on your shoulder situation, do you think it's always bad to compare externally or is it okay to some level to use as like motivation or like to help you set a target for yourself and then work towards it? Or is that always a bad thing? I feel like we can never eliminate our ego, right? Like our ego always lives with us. But I've seen so many people kind of just like give in to their ego and that's when it becomes toxic. Mm -hmm. And like growing up in an Asian household, I don't know about you, but I feel like I was always told to compare myself to others. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if I wasn't told it, they were indirectly telling me it by doing it themselves. And if I were to have a kid, I feel like I would not teach them that. Because if you are not taught the right tools to, like, understand how you're feeling, which probably growing up in an Asian household, you're not that can really easily feed into your ego. If you're successful, like you're going to start thinking that you're hot shit um, and you're not going to really understand maybe the level of privilege that you've been given to be able to get to where you are today. Whereas now I feel like because most of us are in our 20s or 30s living independently, maybe away from that type of culture – we've been given the opportunity to develop more self-confidence based on our own achievements. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's very easy for Asian kids growing up in like an Asian household where they're told to constantly compare themselves to others to either become really egotistical or lack, have Mm -hmm. really low self-esteem because of that. For sure. Yeah. And it's always hard because even if you do feel like you're better at this or that, there's always something else that, your parents or family can point to that's like well you're not good at this part and it's like okay not everyone has to be good at everything that's like so unachievable yes if I ever have kids there's absolutely no comparing that will go on for sure I feel like we've really digressed from our main topic here but yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into the fun part (laughs) okay The topic of this episode really came about because we were just like, why do people have such big egos during very specific scenarios in life? So we wanted to talk about and clown about some of these scenarios. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the most clownish topic of all, dating. We honestly don't talk about dating enough because it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) 
one because that's like uh more in the realm of exposing ourselves <laughs> like maybe too much <laughs> no but there's so many podcasts out there that's related to this topic that like we have nothing else to contribute so that's why we don't yeah, feel like we that need too. to talk about it um but this part we can because remember when i hella was just like such a clown and was so heartbroken over this one guy that i went on like two dates with maybe and in the midst of my like very heartbroken face of like not being able to get out of bed i was listening to this podcast episode as most girls do (laughs) as most girls do to heal themselves I came, ac- okay. <laughs> I came across this episode where it's like, are you actually heartbroken or do you just have a bruised ego? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. This is, yeah. this is what I need to save myself. Um, and she was absolutely right. So basically the premise is in order to be heartbroken, there has to be a lot of depth and time mm-hmm. and Basically, a relationship built between you and this person. A real relationship, not the fake scenarios that you've obviously created in your head. Created in your head. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Those are more fun, so. (laughs) But the first part, heartbroken, like, that's when you've developed that relationship that leads Mm -hmm. to heartbreak. Um, But the bruised ego part is, like, your ego has built – these scenarios into your head or built this like trajectory into your head where you feel like you deserve certain responses or actions from this person that honestly this person owed me nothing owed me nothing I owe them Mm -hmm. nothing because we barely knew each other um yeah and that's really hard for us to tell when it comes to dating and I think it Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with the way that modern dating has really shaped itself like there's this constant need for validation you're constantly supposed to be dating and having a roster and just rejection itself is so difficult with how rapid pace and surface level dating has Mm -hmm. gotten that like I feel like our ego is constantly trying to play catch up and protect ourselves what do you think yeah it's like all a game of ego when you are meeting people once or twice and it's not really going anywhere multiple times and you reminded me of the story very kind (laughs) (laughs) but like I'm glad you forgot about it I was I forget about everything you know it is my true coping mechanism in life but um I was dating this guy. Dating is like so generous. We had been on one date and we were making plans for the second date and he worked in like a hospital or something, but my text to him was green and it was like a, okay, what time? Like whatever, like trying to solidify the plan, which we had already talked about. So I don't know why I got so like freaked, but I immediately, I was like, he blocked me. Like, the text is green. That's the only thing it could mean. Meanwhile, I went to the hospital on Thursday, yesterday, Thursday, to get my blood work done and had no service there. I was like, Ummy, you're so dumb. <laughs> you're just hurting your own feelings left and right. It had been two minutes. But just because the text was green, I immediately texted you and I was like, I'm blocked. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> and I got that message after my really relaxing yoga class. And I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
And I think, do you remember my response <laughs> to you? Um, no, you probably said like, it's been five minutes. Like, can you relax? Kind of. But then I think I also told you that I think you're hurting yourself more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure by like wondering about and it. And like, or like thinking I about definitely it. think in this case, like your ego is trying to protect you. But at the same time, mm-hmm. your ego is hurting yourself as well. Because I feel like they're creating this fake scenario in your head yeah like who cares enough to block me after one date you know what I mean like it was not a serious situation like there was it was a crazy conclusion to jump to and I jumped real fast okay but you know what I've like I've dated crazy guys so it it isn't a crazy scenario to jump to um but yeah I hate that our mind automatically goes to it you know like this is the worst case scenario our mind is sometimes our worst enemy most of the time mine (laughs) (laughs) okay in continuation of dating i also want to talk about marriage Mm because i had a really interesting conversation at dinner the other night with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. um some were getting married some have already been married um and we were talking about taking on their fiance's last name and you know how it's like not so common anymore to take people's last names, at least in yeah. like the people that we surround ourselves with. I think it's more common in the South, um, but here it is actually just not mm-hmm. as common anymore. Yeah. And someone brought it up to me that like their husband was really adamant about her taking his last name. Interesting. Yeah. And she played it as like, oh, it's a masculinity thing. But Mm-hmm. Do you think it could also be an ego thing? I mean, we're not we're not men, so we don't really know. Yeah, I think it's an ego thing. Like, uh, I don't even understand what like the masculine part of that is. It's like just tradition, right? Like, uh, they I guess they do feel entitled to that happening, right? Like, I have seen so many "Am I the asshole?" posts of the guy being like, or the girl being like, no, I don't want to take the name and suggesting like, we can take my name. And then the guy's like, no way. So if you want the same last name, then you have to be willing to compromise. But the fact that like the man instantly was like, no way, I'm not giving up my identity. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we have that same visceral reaction? Like, no way, why would I give up my identity? I think it's like, society I went to a wedding a few weeks ago and the like priest said like a a girl is never like the family's like I forgot how he worded it but he was basically saying something like when a girl is born like it's not really for your house it's like later for like someone Uh, else's house and it's like what the fuck does that mean that's not true I'm going to my house all the time I'm not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like that anymore, but it used to be like that. Like, in Indian culture, and I, like, that same trip, we went to my uh, grandpa's brother's house, and his wife was saying, like, I used to stay up at night, like, really freaking stressed about how I would ask my in-laws, like, when I went to visit them in India, like, can I go to my parents? And it's like, that's insanity that, like, you would have to ask. Yeah. I would be so mad if someone, like, said oh to go to your parents house you have to ask I'd be like who are you I'm not asking and part of it is like and we bring up like the concept of society because 
a lot of this is because our society has been built on patriarchy. Like that's just yeah the truth of it. But and it's been built on patriarchy for a very, very, very long time. But it originated with ego. That's my belief. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I agree. I mean, you have to have the ego to like basically base all of society around you. Mm-hmm. And we've just like adopted it for centuries that now we think it's status quo. Mm-hmm. And like any push against that is always like a rebellion. And it's like, nah, we're just thinking a little bit more about ourselves finally. Okay. You know where else like the people have a lot of weird ego is airport security. <laughs> like I understand you have to take your job seriously. I get it. And I get that you're dealing with like super annoying people, but sometimes it's like, come on, man. Is it that serious? Airports, everyone knows airports are like the worst place on earth. Everyone's unhappy at airports, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's like a weird place for egos for not only the agents, but also the passengers, I think. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I true. remember like I was boarding a really late night flight and trying to go through security and this there was this woman who kept on getting flagged, like the security thing kept on beeping. She was getting so mad at the security agent and was just like, I've always worn this outfit and I've never had an issue with it. And she was like refusing to like take off certain things that might have like triggered it. And she mm-hmm. was like, because I was behind her, she was eyeing me and giving me like the, aren't they being ridiculous? Look, and I was just uh, like, lady, it yeah. is midnight and I am tired. And plus you're wearing golden yeah. goose and I'm wearing like a six. We <laughs> are not the same people. <laughs> yes. It's always rich people too. That I feel like that are extra annoying. Things like that processes like that. I'm like, no, it's the person's like issue. Yeah. Because the guy isn't being like, oh, it didn't beep, but I don't like you. Do it again. He's just being like, you literally have to. This is Yeah, he's literally just trying to do his job. But as I was, like, thinking about this, do we think that the way that capitalism has shaped how airports are run kind of just sets everyone up to fail at, like, managing their ego? Like, the way that security which is supposed to be so blanket like everyone is supposed to get the same level of like security checks Mm -hmm. somehow capitalism has made it so that (laughs) no you can get preferential treatment if you pay more i was in security the other night there's tsa pre-check and then there's clear tell me why there's now tsa pre-check and clear and there's like a separate line what the that's insane. Okay, I didn't even know that. And that's that's really wild. Even in, when I'm in the TSA pre-check line, the clear people will come up and be like, do you want to go faster? And I'm like, faster than what? Then my TSA pre-check, there's no one there's in no line. There's no one in line. Like, I cannot possibly go faster. And in a lot of airports, TSA and clear go to the same person to, like, get your ID or whatever. So, like, at the end of the day, you're there at the same time. Like, sometimes clear is longer. Like, Amy has clear, and last time we went to Chicago, it took her a good, like, 15 minutes more than me. (laughs) And because you're paying for these services, you think you should be, you think you should deserve to be treated better. 
But actually, yeah. no, we're just all the same. We all paid a level of money and we should be all like, yeah. I think honestly, they should just get rid of TSA pre-check and clear. Well, honestly, no, I take that back. No. I take that back. <laughs> I don't want to take my shoes off. Yeah. It's not even the line that bothers me. I don't want to take my shoes off and I don't want to take my laptop out. If I can do that in a regular, I'll just stand on the regular line. I don't care. It is that I don't want to do those things. Yeah, so they should just let everyone not take their shoes off and not make them take their or laptops out. Like, you know, in Europe, when you go through security, they're, like, so anal about like, everything being that little plastic bag. Like, they take the liquid thing so seriously oh, yeah. to where they're, like, helping you repack. And I'm like, oh, my God, is it that serious? Like, if I have a few bottles outside of my baggie, how is that causing such an issue? Like, can you guys get better machines? Why is this going on? When I was in India, they took my cuticle cutter away from me because they were like, you're going to use this as a weapon. And I was like, I promise I won't. Don't throw this away. I don't know where to get it from. And I'm here for another three weeks and I need this. Like, what do you want from me right now? I don't know. I feel like sometimes airport security just makes up rules on the fly. It's confusing. 100%. Another, just like even outside of security though, like airports in general – the fact that there are different boarding groups just naturally mm-hmm. puts us in a hierarchy where people think they deserve better treatment than others. I guess because you are paying more money, but like it unnecessarily feeds into people's egos. Yeah. And now like even economy has economy plus. They're like at all times trying to create um, different levels to get money. Okay, academia. God. Okay. I feel like we could talk hours about this. Maybe this is just my experience, but men who have an inclination to have egos should 100% not be teachers or professors. Mm-hmm. Because the way that I concur society has structured like teaching and how you're supposed to look up to your teacher and they they are instilling knowledge on you. It just feeds into people's egos like so unnecessarily. And you can just like immediately tell when certain people are just like, they love it. They absolutely love it. I had this audit professor where he would test us on his own research like we would look at a lot of research read a lot of research but I would only study his research because that's the only thing that was on the test and I didn't even I don't think we even went through one test before I was like I think this is the strategy and it was 100% strategy clown like that's embarrassing yeah I had this marketing professor who you could just tell he just had the biggest ego because he loved to call people out and embarrass them in front of other people. And that is just like sick behavior. Sick. Like he would interrupt, disrupt his own class. We would be, he would be lecturing, doing his own lectures. Someone would come in late and he would stop (sighs) lecturing and call them out on it. Who the fuck cares? This is an intro to marketing class. Yeah, seriously. And, like, you're getting paid. You are getting paid the same. Yeah. 
<laughs> if someone is in the back, things happen. Texting. Like, who cares? Yeah. I feel like every single class, there is at least one person he would call out. And it's just like, dude, you're making me not want to respect you. Like, that's not respectable behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and both of these professors, I think they're still at UT. I think so, too. They're probably playing the school politics, like, so well. You know what I mean? School politics is – it runs deep. Like, so deep. Yeah. Um, prob- Like, academia politics is probably just as complicated as, like, our government politics. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And, like, I feel like these type of people, they would not do well in the workforce when they're mm-hmm. ha- when they have to, like, compete for – attention and we have to compete for our promotions when you have to yeah prove yourself whereas in academia mm-hmm. like you're given a class and if you have tenure it doesn't even matter how well you teach like yeah. you're there forever i feel like we've witnessed that firsthand as many people i'm sure have Okay, another place that I think people have egos for what is service industry in the service industry, in retail and customer service, both sides. I sometimes have an ego for what on the phone. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up <laughs> because is it an ego or is it just like self confidence and you know what you deserve in terms of the service that you're receiving? Okay, and because for the audience. <laughs> for the audience I mean I are very different in the way that like I am super afraid to like be mean on the phone to like demand something <laughs> anytime I have to call customer service I'm like I mean what should I say <laughs> if I mean are in person I'll give the phone to I mean some of the stuff that I mean asked for is literally wild <laughs> remember at Yosemite when you reschedule <laughs> No, you gotta you gotta tell the story. <laughs> okay, so we're at Yosemite and then we're just laying by the pool. Yujin is swimming and I'm looking at my phone. And my flight on the way back from SF was a red eye, and I did not want to take it. So I was looking at a way to change my flight. I accidentally was looking in August, and I was there in July, and I accidentally well, okay. I was looking in August somehow. Well, first of all, the app naturally led me to August, which makes no sense to change my flight. But I was looking and I saw, oh, my flight is actually $40 cheaper. Let me change so that I can get the credit. To say $40. (laughs) I don't know if it was even $40. I think it was $30. So I changed my flight. Then I'm looking at it again. I'm like, August? (laughs) How did this happen? And I immediately call them and I'm immediately like, you guys, I made this mistake. I don't know what you can do to help me, but like, I need to get on the flight on Wednesday at midnight. Like, I don't care. Just get me on this flight. And they did it. And I kept my credit. (laughs) Okay. But when you're nice about it, I think it's fine. But like, I don't know why, but like, if I were put in the same position, I'd just be like, I got to pay the change fee. Like, it doesn't even occur to me to call and ask. (laughs) I was so nice on the phone. I was like, yeah, I really, I like messed up. And this like really confused me. Can you just help me? And they were like, yeah, no problem. No, in the service industry, what I think is really confusing 
and a gray line for like an ego is what you individually think you're getting in the service and what you think you're paying for. Like I had a friend who was telling Mm -hmm. me how her boyfriend's mom is kind of a Karen. I'm just like, oh, what do you mean by that? And she was like, oh, she sends her food back if it's like too bland. I would never do that. I would cry and eat my food. Yeah, 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 yeah. In those situations, like in person, I would cry and eat my food. If I could call someone about it later, I'll call them. But like, I will not in person make a scene. But you're right. I think in that situation, it's like not ego. It's kind of just like, well, I am paying. And in certain situations, paying so much money for this, like, can you fix it? There's times that I've eaten beef because I'm like too scared to send it back. And like, I realized halfway through and then I'm just like, okay, shit. It is what it is now. Yeah. And for the people who don't know me, I don't eat beef usually. Like beef is my not meat uh, consumption meat. That made no sense. I do not eat beef. So <laughs> me eating beef that day, like once it sometimes happens, I feel very guilty for a while about it. Yeah. I feel like as long as you're being nice about it um, mm-hmm. in a very matter of fact way, that's when you, you know, put your ego aside and it's purely about like you know i know what i deserve in this situation because i'm paying for it yeah for sure i think when it gets like really out of hand is when people are doing returns and they're like demanding so much stuff or like retail employees like them being like you're not providing the right service let me speak to your manager have you ever tried to return something past the return policy I don't know. Probably not, actually. Have you? No, but, like, I feel like there are people who really try to pull a fast one when mm. it comes to return policies. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's a little bit more of an ego play. Like, why do you think you are an exception to the rule? Like, the rule is clearly stated mm-hmm. in the fine print of the receipt. Yeah. I guess it's like, well... I mean, if you try and, like, you're nice about it, I guess whatever, then that's, like, the onus is not on you necessarily. But if you know and then the service person is also like, yeah, I just can't do anything about it, you need to just yeah. accept that. Know when to back down. And call it a day. Yeah. That's very – I think that's the most important when you're talking to a service employee. Like, someone you need to help you is, like, one, how to say what you need. And then two, know when to, like, tone it down. Okay. Security guards. There's been a few incidences. Um, Personally, once I was at a Gwen Stefani concert, and this was when I was an Mm -hmm. intern, and I was going with someone who was underage, and I had drink tickets. I was like, oh, let me just get us some drinks. The bartender was a hoe. He, like, immediately like suspected us and as I sat down he sent the security guard to us and the security guard was like let me see your IDs and we showed them to you and he, and he's like did you know he was underage and I was like no and he's like don't lie to me if you knew that I knew why did you ask me yeah like <laughs> it made no sense and also I get taking your job But, like, 
take your job in a serious manner, but also this is like the most common thing. Yeah, yeah. That you like he made it seem like I was personally offending him. <sighs> I hope he's okay. <laughs> He was just bored, and you were his easy Honestly, tar- yeah. target. He was like, "This job yeah. is so boring." Oh I mean, God. it's like how many times do how many times have we gotten turned away because we were underage? Like so many. Like, yeah, it's like fine. Just do it in a normal manner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't be so crazy about it. Um, and of course, that Taylor Swift security guard, where she's like mid song of Bad Blood. Like yelling at him. That's like my favorite version of Bad Blood. <laughs> when that happened, I listened to it continuously on TikTok for like weeks. <laughs> okay, but what was the issue? Like, this girl was at the front of the pit and she mm-hmm. was leaning against the rail or something, and that's what he was trying to stop? I think so. I think he's saying like she was just being too like erratic. And then Taylor yeah. was like, no, she's fine. Um, yeah. But in that situation, too, it's like, this girl's just excited, dude. Like, there's a way to handle this. I think he was, like, maybe trying to, like, take her out of the stadium or something. Or, like, do something, like, Why? really drastic. And it's like, no, no. She paid, like, For what? hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. No one knows. Like, you just, you just have to, like, take a breath. No, this is, like, my issue with security guards. I mean, like, they are very necessary for the security Mm -hmm. of the people in the venue or the, like, situation. But I think as a security guard, it's really important for you to know, like, what is actually going to cause harm and what may be just, like, a gray area, but they would actually be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, the perfect example is when – we would go to MoMA and in MoMA, like you're not allowed to carry backpacks. Like you have to carry it in your hand because people are afraid that you're going to like knock the artwork down, which is fine. But they also don't let you drink water out of like your own water bottle. And the minute that Nico once like took a sip, the security guard was like on him, like, like a hawk. And you're just like, can't you clearly see that he's away from the artwork that it's not going to damage the artwork or you could just be like oh I don't know if you know this but like yeah don't do this you're not allowed to have water here and instead he's just like no water which is very awkward like even I get you have to do your job you're supposed to like monitor this just be nice like everyone is a person Like, you do not have some, like, weird power over this room. I mean, you may think you do, but it's okay. Like, this is just your job. I'm sure you're not getting paid enough to care this much. Exactly. Like, know when to flex Mm -hmm. and be a human about it. And our last topic, driving. (laughs) Road rage is so real. I'm actually really... uh, a not nice driver because you're not will just cut <laughs> go to the front and cut in like I just have no patience and I really learned that from my mom in it's because it makes me so angry people don't know how to drive correctly and you don't you're not like actually supposed to like wait to merge you're supposed to like keep driving then merge like that's how it would make the most sense 
and I'm just gonna cut. Like it's it, it is a character flaw. I don't care. It is my character flaw, and I will live with it, and it's fine. <laughs> okay, my honest my honest opinion on Ami's driving is she's a little chaotic. <laughs> I'm safe. Usually, like I mean, like nothing has happened, but I am sometimes an aggressive driver, and I understand that and i'm not working on it but i should <laughs> thanks so much for listening you can follow us on all social media at clown vibes podcast or email us at clown at gmail.com and if you like our show and want to support us please like subscribe and give us a rating and review that's it for today bye clowns, bye, clowns.